So how do you choose all of the stuff, you know, the stuff that teachers love, the creative part of our career? How do we determine all of the necessary documents that we need to make sure that our business is legal and making sure that it's safe, it's compliant, and on top of that, we need to make sure that we are communicating very effectively. How do we determine these documents, these things that we need, these tangible items that we need, not only for ourselves, but to give to others as we are starting our tutoring business, a micro school, a homeschool hybrid, and how do these documents truly help us run our business smoothly? Well, this episode is for you. If you're wondering, what all do I need? Where do I start? And why is this necessary? Are you ready? Let's get into it. Welcome, teacher, to the Let Your Light Shine podcast. If you're searching for the freedom and permission to design the life you love as a teacher, you're in the right place. I'm on a mission to help teachers just like you build their own dream school or homeschooling business. In this present day, the world needs you, teacher friend, to step out in faith and give students an education they love and so deserve. In this podcast, I will teach you how to start a fulfilling and profitable homeschooling business that lights you up. I'm Mackenzie Oliver, former elementary teacher and instructional coach, gone homeschool teacher and business builder. I'm here to empower you to step outside the classroom and choose the experiences, the curriculum, and all the moments that put a smile on your face and your students. Does it seem like a dream? Well, it did to me until God opened the doors and made it reality. Together, we are breaking through fears and moving the crowd. So get out your notebook, sharpen your pencil. It's time to get your teach on. Wow, I totally know what it feels like to be sitting in a place of, I'm a mom, I'm a teacher, but I am not a school builder. I am not a micro school owner. I am not a business person. I am not a salesperson. I am not a lawyer. I am a teacher, but I got this entrepreneurial spirit inside of me. And I know that in order for this to take flight, this idea that I have, I need to get the message out, but I also need to make sure that I'm covering myself legally, financially, and that I'm communicating very well. Determining what documents you need in a micro school or a tutoring business does depend on various factors including legal requirements, your operational needs, and your very specific model. Maybe you are just starting out tutoring. I coach a lot of teachers and parents who are starting out tutoring, and they slowly start to build up into a micro school, or they slowly start to build up into a homeschool hybrid and then a micro school. Either way, I I started out as a micro school. Then I turned it into tutoring in addition to a micro school and now we are a micro school along with a homeschool hybrid homeschool hybrid meaning that not all students come in full-time attendance micro school they can be used interchangeably but where i'm at i know that those two words those really resonate with families if they don't know one or the other here today i'm going to share a step-by-step guide to help you identify and create the necessary documents and how I did this for our micro school now going into year four. 
And all of these documents that I'm going to share with you that we have created, that we use year after year, month after month, email after email, meeting after meeting, they are all readily available for you to either print and use or plug and play. And that right now, all of those documents are 30% off. The business bundle documents, you can get every single document at 30% off, which is already a bundle deal. But if you need one specific item, you can get any item in our store at 30% off. You can also grab the business bundle at 30% off altogether. So head on over because tonight at midnight is the last night where you can snag your savings of 30% off. Now, number one, here is how I was able to work through the steps needed to create our micro school and the necessary documents in order to get us there. Number one, I researched the legal requirements and that's what I do with my coaching clients as well. I began the journey by researching the legal requirements that definitely took me down a rabbit hole for a minute. So if you're going, gosh, this is taking me so much time to figure it out, I highly suggest that you book a Clarity coaching call or you book a coaching program where we can work on this for the long haul. You can also just allow yourself the time. Allow yourself the time to know that you're going to have to go through a couple little loopholes and understanding and asking questions and emailing and calling. But if you need to fast track it a little bit more, I say definitely go to hslda.org. That is a wonderful website for those who are building micro schools if you fall underneath the homeschooling umbrella. Also look up tutoring laws and requirements in your area because that can be another umbrella that you fall under. But also, I would say definitely give yourself ample amount of time to research the requirements for the type of business model that you are creating. Once I did this, and once you do this, you will have so much clarity to create your introductory packet or edit it, revise it, and along with your website and, of course, your handbook and contract. So your introductory packet, your handbook and contract, those are 30% off right now, all of which we tell you. That is the front cover and the back cover of your school. Number two, I created a business plan. And I still have that business plan and continue to edit it and revise it each trimester. At first, it's difficult, I will say, to develop a, a business plan. That's actually step four of being able to create your micro school. The eight steps of building your micro school. That is number four, is to build out your business plan. And I work with many of our clients on this as well, because it's not just about that trimester. It's not only about the first year. It is helping you to get a long haul view of the possibilities within a couple years. And that's really hard for some people. I know it was hard for me, and I'm definitely a visionary leader. I'm definitely a visionary person. But that was difficult for me because I was like, I don't even know where I'm going to be next year. How am I going to do the three-year, the five-year? But there were very specific milestones and pillars that helped guide me along the way. And I can say that because of that business plan, we are leap years ahead of what I had ever initially had planned. So a comprehensive business plan, it doesn't have to be that comprehensive. It can just, it's a plan. It's a plan that outlines your micro school or your tutoring business's goals, your objectives. Like, here's my goal. 
Here's how I'm going to reach those goals. And here are some strategies. You have to give yourself time to dream and to plan. It doesn't have to be perfect. It will be changing always, 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 always. I read in the book, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, that every time you just start with a plan, you've got to start with a plan. Every time you have a plan, just remind yourself that it's always going to change. And I believe that as teachers, or maybe you have a type A personality, I'm not saying teachers have a type A personality, I'm saying teachers who love planning, because you know we have to plan in order to function. Along with that, if you're type A personality, a plan is helpful. But it can also be very paralyzing if you're trying to create the perfect plan. All you need is a plan that is going to propel you and keep you on the path. We go over our business plan three times a year. This plan gives us a guide and it creates very important essential documents. That Our business plan, whenever we didn't even have a business, helped us create the introductory packet, helped us create the handbook and contract, and it definitely helped us create our enrollment form. From that information, we were able to gain a lot of information from our parents through feedback and through conversations, but we were also gathering data on who the parents are that are enrolling. What type of children could we be serving? It helped us to identify our target market, which is something else that I teach in my coaching program. You can head over to teachersletyourlightshine.com slash coaching. It is so imperative that you have a mastermind behind your plan as well. I'm going to add that bonus in there. I did not create that plan on my own. I had my husband. I had my daughters even help me. One was in fourth grade and one was in first grade at the time. Actually, kindergarten. And I would ask them little ideas that I could put into a plan. And then that catapulted us three years later when my oldest daughter was at the end of sixth grade and my youngest daughter was at the end of second grade and our school was developed. So I just want you to know that that plan has changed over and over again, but we would have been way further behind if we would have not had at least something down in writing. Number three, you definitely need to make sure that you save your basic business documents. And I say this because you need to start with very foundational business documents. Okay. Let's talk about those three things. So we're on number three is that you need to save business documents, but these are very foundational documents that you need to save. One is your business entity documents. So if you have a legal business entity, an LLC, a sole proprietorship, or you have a non-for-profit, make sure you have all of your documents in a safe place. I remember when I first became an LLC and they sent me my EIN number. I'm like, what's this? And I lost it. I lost the paper with my EIN number, which is the most important number that you need for tax identification purposes. And I had to call and they wouldn't give it to me over the phone or in an email. So I had to wait another two weeks. And it was just because I had so much lack of knowledge. So saving all of your business documents is very important. Number two, your business license. So if you have a license, like a tutoring license or Maybe you need to have a private school license or a nonprofit. You definitely need to obtain those licenses and permits to operate legally. We don't have to do that with our micro school, homeschool hybrid, but in some states you will have to. So 
just making sure that you've got a nice safe place that you can easily access and I would even put them in sheet protectors. And then the third one is, again, your tax identification number. You will need to memorize this number like it's your social security number. Okay, you have got to know this number like it is your phone number, social security number. So you apply to get your employee identification number and that is equivalent to your tax identification number. Having these documents literally help you gain clarity as you explain your business set up to parents. Because as you're first starting out, you're like, oh gosh, you know, I'm learning all this new information. Parents want to know, okay, this is legit. She's got a business name. She's got a place where I can pay her. And you can't have people pay you to your business until you got your business name and it's been approved through your state. And it's just great because you can determine your location Set up your bank accounts for your business to collect tuition payments, all because you've got your basic business documents. Number four, we created enrollment and registration documents to streamline our information. So we developed our documents that were related to student enrollment, which were the student application form. And this was very informative. I actually used a Google form for this, where you can gather essential information from parents who are acquiring. We also had our enrollment form for parents who are wanting to enroll. Those are different. One is I'm interested. I look at that information. Then that allows me to qualify in, qualify out. Then we are able to send the enrollment form after we've met with our families. The enrollment form is essential. It is so important because even as you hire new staff, you want to share that information with them. It's very good data and background for you to to keep very vital pieces of information that you can even put on a spreadsheet and then of course there is the enrollment agreement which is your part of your handbook and your contract outlining the terms and conditions of enrollment your fees your payment schedules your refund policies all that is included in our handbook and contract for you to literally just print and push play or you can plug and play you can check those out at teachersletyourlightshine.com slash shop. Those are 30% off. And then, of course, emergency contact information, which you can collect all of those details within any of the pieces of documents that I just described, your enrollment form, your handbook, and, con and contract. All right, number five, we created curriculum and instructional documents. Parents want to know all about what their child is learning so it's going to be important for you to create materials that are related to your teaching methods and to your curriculum. So we have a curriculum outline, the subjects, the topics, the educational approach. We don't necessarily have our lesson plans, but we do share with parents that they are readily available and that at the end of the year, if they would like to put those in their child's portfolio, they can have them. And we have a very important process for streamlining that. Educational materials. So you definitely want to develop select textbooks, your teaching materials, your resources, because there are, the, the more you grow, the more parents really do want to know because you're exposing your business to many more people. Then there's just in assessments or grading policies, procedures. We include all of this in our introductory packet. It's also in our handbook and our contract. Number six, one of the greatest pillars that you have in serving your business will be focused on parent guardian communication so with that 
you need a very good parent handbook. This allows you to establish communication channels, provides information about your policies, procedures, or expectations, parent communication guidelines, how you communicate, when you communicate, and also all of the information that you want to share with parents about their child's progress. You can check out our handbook and contract at teachersletyourlightshine.com shop. And of course, you and I both know that we have to protect our personal and business life. So that's number seven. You definitely have to have privacy and, cons- and consent forms. You have to ensure that you have the necessary forms related to privacy and consent. And we collect these for various activities, including field trips, even student images for promotional materials. This is all included with our privacy policy, explaining how we collect and use personal information, emergency procedures, contracts, agreements, all of that is in our handbook and contract. And you can develop contracts or agreements with any third-party services, but you definitely want to make sure you communicate that with families. And again, we've done all the heavy lifting for you in our handbook and contract They're very pieces of vital information that, of course, years ahead, you will continue to edit, but we've given you the nuts and the bolts for you to at least get that heavy weight off of your shoulder and to not carry around that big backpack full of rocks of, what about this? What about this? What would I do in this situation? What if I say this? And how I... No, it's all taken care of, 18 pages in our handbook and contract. And number eight, we know that things are always going to change, as I talked about with that plan. So it's very important that all your documents, okay, your enrollment form, every year you're going, okay, is this applicable? Are there some things I need to add and change? Introductory packet, you better believe. I start November, December. I'm like pouring over it, thinking about next year, and then I solidify our introductory packet by February. And they're just important to review and update. Your handbook and contract, same thing. Whenever you're working on your introductory packet, you need to have another screen open with your handbook and contract so that you can make sure that all information as you're thinking and dreaming also gets included in your handbook and contract. Again, introductory packet, handbook and contract, those are your biggest pieces. We already have all that ready for you. And I would definitely say after that is our enrollment form because that is where you're getting to know families. Now from those three pieces, you also have Your marketing materials, which is your flyer and your brochure. And we are always editing those as well. And we edit those for summer camps. We edit those for enrichment programs. We edit those for special events that we have. We edit those at the beginning of the year. We edit them during the year because we have different programs that we offer and different activities for families that we don't just keep one flyer and one brochure the whole year. I don't even print them out fancy. I waited until year four to print them out fancy, friends. So I've used my awesome printer. It is an inkjet printer. Probably wasn't even the best, but I'm telling you, it did the job. Okay? You just want to get the message out there. Parent partnership letter, that is extremely important as well. We're always reviewing that for our homeschool hybrid program. And then, of course, our destination location letter. Come on, friends. You know how many times we have tried to put in for different locations for our school. So we have edited that destination location letter so many times to fit who we were talking to and what type of property we were trying to get. And then, last but not least, you have your welcome letter that you send to the families. And those 
I, we've kept our same welcome letter every year. And the families love it. We send it out as soon as a child enrolls. We send it out. Parents send it back to us. And we send it in the mail. We send a little envelope and a stamp. And the families send it back. If you get a new student throughout the year enrolling, I think it just is a nice warm welcome to give them that welcome letter because it really signifies that you care about them because when you get a new student there's a lot of hustle and bustle ordering materials talking with the families you want to make sure that that child gets a voice like everybody else did at the beginning of the year so that wraps up our business documents why you need them how you can save them how you can utilize them tonight's the last night you gotta go grab it snag it 30 percent off any item or 30 percent off the entire business bundle which is already discounted all right everybody i'm excited for you to get all your pieces and let's get the party started teachers let your light shine.com slash shop got it till midnight hey hey teacher friend thanks so much for listening to today's show i pray it inspired you touched you or challenged you in some way because we are making big shifts and using our teaching gifts for god's glory like never before I'm so grateful for you. The number one way you can support this show is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts and also share this with another teacher. Come join me in the Virtual Teachers Lounge, known as the Teacher Let Your Light Shine Facebook group. Until next time, keep shining your teacher light. The world needs you.